What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk, and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 126th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. What's up, Oh, what's going on? I'm so excited. I'm in a great (laughs) mood tonight, man. I am. I'm pumped. I'm ready to talk some swaga. There's so much stuff to discuss, but, but first... Before we dig into the, so, I um, are you good with geography? No. All right. Here's <laughs> the deal. All right. Um, I'm not either, but I'm familiar with my area. So I live in Oklahoma, and the border to the south of Oklahoma, there is this. It's appropriate this week. There's this hellhole called Texas, and located. Far south in this place known as Texas is Austin, which seems like a fine city and everything. However, there is a university there that is, um, you know, let's just, well, there's a big game tomorrow and, uh, you know, I got to play this. If you're not familiar with the best rivalry in college football, that would be the University of Oklahoma and the University of Texas. What is traditionally known as the Red River rivalry that will be happening tomorrow as part of the Big 12 championship game, which I am so excited about. This is like the first (laughs) time in over 100 years that they have played twice in the same season. And it's... I am so excited. I'm 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 pumped. Uh yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm ready. I'm ready for tomorrow, man. I'm I'm ready. I uh tuned out when I realized that uh you had forgotten that your co-host was born in Texas. So uh, on on this week, I do not care. <laughs> oh, actually, it's more I was born in more it was more Mexico. I was born in El Paso, so yeah, okay. you know that's fair. See, and I'm Mexico even, North. Um, I've got some eggnog in my glass, which you know, there's a little <laughs> damage over time above it. If you can't see that, might be imaginary. Uh, but I, it's got OU all over it. I figured this was the glass I had to use tonight because why not? Well, I just wore an Arizona State hat because it matched my shirt. 
No real other reason. That's fitting. Although, (laughs) you know, we have another rivalry this weekend. Your local Arizona Cardinals are playing my Green Bay Packers. And I'm not convinced we're going to win. I just... (laughs) If you don't, then you know you're bad. God. That's true. All righty. Well, we could sit here and talk about sports for... We could. Ever. So let's go into uh, something people want to (laughs) hear. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? You know, I don't feel like last week was a very big week in Swoga for me. It was a little lackluster, it felt like. However, this week, that is not the case. I have a whole list of stuff, and I have just some stuff I am super psyched about, so this is great. L3 and Visas, 7-star. Finished, done, out of the way, nothing else to worry about there. Bosk, Gear 12, ship to 6-star, and I am making serious progress. I am 10 out of 100 on my way to 7-star. Very nice, very nice. The double drops were really nice to me. I enjoyed the heck out of them. Uh, I got so (laughs) much slicing material, it's been crazy. I started slicing up mods. And one mod that I sliced up. It is... I I do now have a best secondary speed stat on mods. I haven't even sliced this thing to 6 dot yet. And it has 26 secondary speed. It is awesome. Holy crap. Right? It is... uh, What, uh, What mod is it? Defense set bonus with a potency primary. So... It's a pretty good candidate for slicing up. It's not like a protection primary or something. Uh, you what know, spot? Well, like what slot? It's the plus. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to slice it up eventually, but it'll slice up to 27 speed, which is just... <laughs> oh, man. It's a good <laughs> mod. I, I don't really have a plan for it right now. I just have it on Hermit Yoda just to make him super fast, and that's pretty much the gist of it. Uh, all right. There, there were a bunch of other mods I sliced up. I've sliced up so many mods. I'm going to talk about a couple of them with this next thing, which was I have completely finished 100% maxed gear, uh, Zetas, everything on <laughs> both Yodas. Uh, I had some crystals laying around and I bought this stuff to finish Grandmaster Yoda because... I get thermals every bloody raid, every single time. I, I like it's been five straight raids. I think I have gotten thermals. I I don't need them anymore. Like quit. Give me something else that I could use. I've already put them on everybody that I want them on. So now I'm just putting them on pilots and crap like that. Uh, and so I've been waiting on the second half of that mod or the gear for Grandmaster Yoda, but I finally decided to go ahead and throw it on him. And the the one that I was missing was the one that gave him, I believe, agility, which adds damage. Mm-hmm. So I decided I might as well remod him. And this is this has been a topic of discussion in Discord and everything. I did the video here recently. If you haven't seen that on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/shattered-order-pod. Make sure you go check that out, uh, where I kind of covered how to mod Grandmaster Yoda. 
and I have gotten a ton of feedback on that video, and uh, people are all aboard. People love it. People have been, you know, taking speed off Grandmaster Yoda and loading him up with offense and have had great success with it. Um, well, I wanted to see how much offense I could get on Grandmaster Yoda and still have him be, you know, like arena viable and still be good, you know, without sacrifice, you know, without giving like, giving up, say, crit damage, triangle, or something like that. So, um, mm -hmm. I have four offense for the set bonus, and then I have two crit chance for the crit chance set bonus. All six of his mods are slice to six dot. And, let's see, he is 200 speed, which, as I've discussed, speed doesn't particularly matter too much with him because of all the turn meter that he gains from his basic and his special abilities and everything. He goes a lot. He doesn't need much speed. But this is where things get interesting. I have gotten his special damage up to 7,176. Jeez. He hits like a freight train. It is spectacular. And he still has a crit chance of 29.7. I mean, he is, he is just unbelievable. And I'm really excited about the raid tomorrow because uh, we just opened up our Heroic Sith raid. So I'm going to get to jump into phase two with him modded like this. And I'm very curious to see what kind of damage he can do. Uh, because I think last time he was around 6,600, something like that. And so I've added a pretty significant amount of damage. So I am super pumped to see exactly how that goes. And it's pretty awesome about him when you get that much damage on him is when when Jolie brings up the entire all the dead Jedi, when he brings them back up, using Yoda to one shot Yoda again. Oh, yeah. Even though he has crit immunity, <laughs> it, yeah. that that damage is high enough that just one shot from Yoda will oh, still take him down again. That's the best thing ever. He's awesome. I mean, yeah, it's great. Yeah, my Yoda. I mean, there are often times where his basic without a crit is over thirty thousand damage. I mean, and when you're trying to take out like a Jolie or something, I mean, that can make a huge difference. It is, it's crazy. Uh, just how much damage he can do it's it's a lot of fun and the best thing about modding him that way as i've discussed is you know you don't really you're not using mods that you're using on other characters um these mods are pretty specific to i don't want to say specific to grandmaster yoda they have a wide usage in the game it's just not stuff that people are generally looking for with grand or you know, with arena characters. And mm -hmm. uh, later in the new player segment, we're going to talk about mods and what mods to look for to slice up and that sort of stuff. But um, so that's well, kind of... So kind of go to the question that we got from our podcast poll as well. So Ooh, very exciting. Um, yes. So yeah, that that's pretty much what I've done with... Oh, the other thing I was going to say with Grandmaster Yoda in like the raid... I am considering, uh, you know, he is a little bit better off with the crit damage set in the raid just because you can make him crit so often. You don't have to worry about crit immunity and all that stuff. Covered all that in the video, but uh, 
I am I, I may switch up his mods a little bit. I'm not sure, but um last raid I got a personal record for myself um in phase two in which I got uh ten point six nine million damage, and that was with the Revan Lead, Grandmaster Yoda, uh Hermit Yoda, Jolie, and um Basila Sean. And one thing that it has significantly increased my damage output, and I may do a video about this as well, the buffs that Basil Sean gives, she gives the offense up, the crit chance up, all that, everything that she gives, it's for three turns. So you give that to Grandmaster Yoda, you let him take two turns using his basic attack, and then on that third turn, which is after that turn when he would lose the buffs, you spread them, and he basically gets them again. So you can almost keep the buffs on Grandmaster Yoda the entire time. You very rarely lose them, and that mm -hmm. can go a really long ways in significantly increasing your damage output if you're using that team in Phase 2. Um, and the that leads me kind of into the next thing, was one of my goals with the Heroic Sith Raid was... I wanted to, wanted to hit over 30 million using just one team in each phase, so four total teams. And I landed at 32.6 million damage this past raid. I got a... Thank you, sir. I got Woo! a... That's uh, tasty. Yeah. I like it. And, I, I mean, all my runs were pretty spectacular. I think, um, I think the only phase I did not hit a personal record on was phase three. Uh, so phase one with my RJT team, which is entirely resistance, I got 7.13 million. Uh, the phase two Revan team, the 10.69 million. Phase three, which is my Boba lead, Greedo, Chewie, Pow, and Death Trooper checks team, I got 6.18 million, which is, that's around my record. I think I got a little bit more than that one other time. And then phase four was my Night Sisters, and I got eight point six million. So I was pretty pumped about that. That was super awesome. So glad to have knocked that off the bus bucket list. Uh, let's see. And there's only one other thing I wanted to mention. And I, well, prior to doing the marquee event, I have a little bit more to go on that specific uh, specific character, but. I have every character in the game at a purple gear level. Uh, that's kind of been a goal. I know it's kind of... Some people worry about artificially inflating GP, but it adds so little, and, you know, it does help in territory battles and stuff. And plus, you know, I was tired of seeing the funky colors. I kind of wanted to get everyone to purple just, you know, as a uh, benchmark, and I finally did that today, so I am very excited about that. And luckily, it's not like a. It's not that hard to do, and as far as the GP thing goes, I did. I just don't understand that. Yeah. It's like, especially like in the later phases, if you're so worried about beating the best, most I don't know. It would seem that. You know, the more the more GP you got, you're still fighting against those people. So, I yeah. don't understand. Indeed. So, good night, punk. Uh, what did you do this weekend, Swaga? I really did not do much. Um, well, I must have done enough to 
do a few things, but I got my galactic power to 3.4 million on my main account and 3.9 million on my alt account. So weird that those two seem to go up 0.1 every time at the same time. So that was random. <laughs> I kept looking at uh I kept looking at it and I saw all these zeros and I'm like I realized that it went up, so that was weird. But I don't even know what I did, like, honestly. I think uh, getting L3 to gear 12 on my alt was one of the things. Uh, throwing some gear 12 pieces on on uh, Yoda was another oh, one. Yeah. I don't know. Just some weird random things. Man, this oh, and I started to gearing at a... I started gearing up Lando as well for his Millennium Falcon because I'm... Uh, 20 out of 100 or so. Good shit. And literally 20 out of 100 on both of them. So they're both on pace, the same pace, thankfully. I'm not like 30 behind on one over the other. They're at the same spot right now. So hopefully they both end near the same time and not like uh, Kylo and his silencer did. That I think I had like 25 shards left to go on the silencer when I finished crew. Oh, yeah. So that kind of sucked. So, yep. I, GP bounce is one thing that happened this week, and that, but like I said, not a whole lot. Yeah, I uh, started working on gear twelve pieces for my Revan Arena team, nice. so working on Revan and uh, Yoda at the moment, and then I'll move all around to the other guys. But um, I wanted to mention this, and you kind of mentioned it on your week, but double drops. Mm-hmm. The the two days of double drops, double drops. I can't even say it. Mm-hmm. Double drops was amazing. That's freaking yes, the amount of Bosque shards I got, Imbo shards, Aura shards, and Lando shards was just huge. And like cuts, it's just awesome because it cuts down the those farms by so much time, especially when you go. I took a picture of it, uh, but I got went fourteen shards. Yes, 14 shards on eight uh, sims for Bosk at one point, which is wow. normally seven out of eight itself. So that's awesome. <laughs> there were some really good drops in there. I even like spent some of my extra energy on the houndstooth every day on the double drops and had a 14 houndstooth day as well. So Dang. it was pretty ridiculous. But those double drops were really fun. So yeah. I love when those things come around. Oh, me too. The other thing about the double drops is, holy crap, I have never really used uh, crystals on on the mods, mod salvage, but it's it's worth it normally. But holy crap, during double drops, you can totally see just how much more worth it it is in that time because oh, yeah. you sim, sim five and get, you know, 18 or... Whatever you get, it's it just the amount you got was awesome for what you put into it. So I sliced I did up three, so many mods. Three hundred, or yeah, three refreshes every day on the mod salvage, and just I think I was up to about. I kind of split it between all of them to try to continue to get all my blues up and still have some for the sixties. Uh, and I think at one point I was to three hundred of every one from the second one to oh, the wow. end. Nice. So. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I did, I did, I, one of these days when I have a little extra time, I'm going to destroy some mods and see what happens. It'll be fun. But You ought to make that a live stream. That'd be cool. 
Yeah, for what King Baelish said in chat, double drops don't make them money. We only see them on special occasions. I would actually disagree with that. At least from my perspective, I spend way more crystals during double drops than I do any other time. 100%. So I did. if they're doing double drops, I guarantee you that there is a good chunk of players out there that are throwing just absurd amounts of crystals at these refreshes to get those double drops. So I don't think that it's necessarily true it doesn't make them money. I but I do agree that we probably will only see them on special occasions just because what it does do is shorten farms and make it... Uh, make it a little make the farm shorter basically yep. so i do think you only sell on special occasions but i wouldn't say they don't make money off them you know what i mean so i agree um yeah and the last thing is pretty much i coasted all week uh those holidays just hanging out i just did not i played my game i did all my territory battles and my t-dubs and yep. raids and i just kind of chilled the whole week i didn't you know, worry so much about everything that was going on. So I didn't have a huge week. Things still happened, obviously, but uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, I had a crazy holidays. It was the sultry female's birthday and we we're behind on stuff. So I ended up working several days and it was <laughs> a hectic weekend. You may have noticed by the, when the podcast actually ended up getting put out. So yeah, I, I was kind of on cruise control with the game to some degree as well. That's well, funny because it's like between 125 and episode 124 was five days between when we recorded them. And the time between yeah. episode 125 being recorded and coming out was, what, four days? So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, Almost as, much, as long as the record time between. Yeah. But that's what happens when everyone's uh, running all over the place, so. Yeah, and the night I would have normally done the podcast, it was someone's birthday, and I wasn't allowed to be on the computer, and you know how that goes, I'm sure. Ah, it's okay. Yeah. I think everyone forgave you. Well, um, I'm really excited about this next thing. Since everyone loves a good poll... Let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. So this week we did something a little bit different than we normally do. Uh, why don't you go ahead and explain exactly what the deal was? Okay, so whenever I make the podcast poll, I I usually take some time to put, put it into the questions and what I'm going to ask. And today I just was not even sure what I wanted to do. And as always, you know, our awesome community around this podcast always has some good questions. And it's always, we do the QA episodes where they are asked directly to us, but I thought it'd be cool to outsource the questions for the podcast poll to the community to ask the community. So basically, if you took the podcast poll, there were parentheses in front of every question with a name. And the name was the person that asked the question that I put into the poll. So pretty much every question in this poll was outsourced from our awesome podcast community. So thanks to awesome. everyone that submitted a question. Uh, we got some answers for them and uh, they were some pretty fun questions. So cool. So why don't you start us off there? Question one. All right. E Highwind 007 asks, 
With all new characters coming from the old Republic era, do you have or have you played any of the following games? Uh, and said, click those that you have knowledge in. There was Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic 2, Star Wars The Old Republic, and none of the above. There was almost 40%, uh, let's see, 64 out of the 165 people, right at 39%, that said none of the above. So just over 60% of the people have at least played one of those. And of that 60%, Almost all of them have played Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, 57% of people played Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, 36% Knights of the Old Republic 2. 20% had played Star Wars The Old Republic. And the only one I've played on that list, list is Star Wars The Old Republic. And uh, this should tell you about how much I remember about that game. Um, T3M4 is from Knights of the Old Republic. There is a droid in Star or Sortor uh, that you get as a companion that looks exactly like T3M4, and I thought it was the guy from uh, Sortor. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, that's uh, I don't. I played that one for probably 20, 30 hours at the most. I don't really remember much of the story. Um, yeah, so. I'm with I'm with the I'm more of the in the none of the above section and I think it's pretty I think it's pretty accurate probably a pretty good thing 60 40 of people that play it and not in as a side as an aside to this I re, I'm really hoping soon that we uh start getting into characters that I know being introduced in this game because it's been what 6 months 4 yeah. months of Sotor and or KOTOR, and I don't know those characters at all, so every time a new one comes out, it's like, oh, okay. I, cool. I agree. I mean, we had Chewbacca. That's really it. It's kind of, you know, if you're not a Knights of the Old Republic fan, it's here lately it has been, I want to say, a little bit disappointing, but not really disappointing, just, you know, a little lackluster. Yeah, if they peppered them, it would have been a little better, but maybe they're on a time crunch. I don't know, but the thing is, like, you know, I like new characters. New characters are cool. It'd just be nice to have new characters that I knew about or, uh, you know, had some kind of response to, I guess. I don't know. But for 60% of people have played that, have played Knights of the Old Republic. So yep. there's a good, according to our poll, the majority of people know who they are. So there's that. Indeed. Question two. Question two, submitted by Darth Molly. With so many relatively obscure characters being added from the KOTOR area, what character who you've previously thought was too minor to be added would you like to see? Now, there are some pretty good ones. Uh, some of the ones that, you know, there's a lot of them, I guess, that we see over and over and over and that would be, you know, like Mara Jade, Hondo, uh, let's see, Ponda Baba. Um, let's see. Like Jedi Luke, obviously. Padme. Some Little Annie is in there. <laughs> somebody put Jar Jar. Someone put Dash Rendar. Love that one. 
and the Outrider, that would be absolutely amazing. But... <laughs> uh, Uh-oh. Somebody put Beagle Squadron. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, a lot of these names I don't even recognize. Uh Hey, it starts going into that yak face. There you go. Remember, yeah, doesn't have a name, but his name was actually Yak Face. I think. Don't quote me. <laughs> I know exactly who they're talking about, though. Um, let's see. It's good. It's good to see a good chunk of people in here uh, put the same ones as me. So, yeah. Because mine was, and I've said this several times, but. Uh, Ponda Baba and Dr. Evazan are the two I would love to see in this game. That would make be them cool. make them buddies like Wedge and Biggs or Churret and uh, Baze. I would be really happy with that. Those two are awesome. Yep. I agree. Um let's Yeah, those are pretty much the big ones. There was one on here that I did not see that I was kind of surprised about, and that would was uh Droideka. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like I always see Droid Echo whenever something like this comes up. And, you know, with all the recent kind of droid, uh, I guess, hype and speculation lately, you know, he kind of got brought up a little bit, but kind of surprised he didn't make the list. Mm Mm-hmm. Or unless I missed him. Uh, Yeah. Anyone else you wanted to mention here? No, there's a bunch of really cool ones in there. Bosch, uh, Dr. Afra, not Bosch, but Boosh, Bausch, Dr. Afra. There's a very long list of characters. A lot, a lot of uh, old uh, canon characters and stuff like that. So, yeah. pretty cool, though. Cool. All right. Question three. Question three comes from Fred234Q. With several of the new Kotar marquee events being light side, do you believe Darth Revan is still coming? This one's a landslide. Yeah, it's still going. So 10% said maybe. 4% said no. And if you want to do some So if you do the maths. Almost 86% say yes, Darth Revan is coming. Not surprised by the results. Yeah, you know, I worded this question this way because the the question that Fred asked was very short. Just basically, do you think Revan is Darth Revan is still coming? And the 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 reason I said put maybe in here, and I thought this was a good question, is because of the light side and the dark side thing. But then when I really started to think about it. I don't think that really matters too much because they can just pick and choose the characters that go into it. The only difference is we've not had a journey character yet that has needed um, a mixture of light and dark. You know what I mean? That's so, true. That's an interesting. That's point. what throws me off with these these new marquees because if 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 Darth Revan did come and require these new Kotor characters that are coming out it would be the first one that needed both light and dark side. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if he wasn't a journey, he'd have to be a legendary. And as a legendary, those are all faction based. And some of these guys don't have faction 
uh, tags that match up at all. So they'd have to add one to get all these in the same group. Well, what if they did so. like a fallen event? Like, so yeah, we have Jedi Knight Revan, and I, I want to say this is like the redeemed version, if I remember correctly. Uh, so this, the one we have in game, I think is technically like according to the storyline post Darth Revan. But I mean, it still doesn't mean that they couldn't do like a falling of Revan or something where he turns back to the dark side or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting to think because this would, it, the way these characters have been released marquee wise and who they are is kind of breaking the journey mold. Yeah. So. All right. Question four. This one comes in from First Order Wookiee. How many good mods have you been able to slice into God mods? Not necessarily speed related question since the mod update. Now, before we go into the answers, I just wanted to say this is what this is the question I was talking about that kind of leads into what you wanted to talk about a little bit later. But that's mm -hmm. the question came up from this question: What is considered a god mod? And uh, my answer was kind of vague and like numbers guessing just to give an idea. But I said something like uh, above twenty secondary speed, or you know. 7 plus protection percentage or 5% offense, you know, things like that. Yeah. Uh, so. The rule I kind of use is, I like to say 70%. If you're at 70% of the maximum that secondary stat can possibly be at, I, I, I think you've hit god mod status as far as that stat goes. Now, unfortunately... There are mods like Tenacity where I don't think they have as big of a benefit being a god mod as something like, you know, a secondary offense or speed or something along those lines. So, secondary stat does matter to some degree. But the mm -hmm. responses here were kind of interesting uh, because it's fairly spread out for the most part. And one, this kind of leads me into thinking about another question that we might ask in the future, and that is, you know, what is your mod slicing habits? Because, well, we'll just go ahead and jump into it. So there's 12% that said zero. They have not sliced up a single mod that hit god mod status. That's a, that's a big number for a zero. Them being out this long, too. Yeah, that that was kind you gotta of gotta wonder what too. mods you're slicing or if you have sliced yet. Yeah, and I mean, um, I know a lot of people listen to our show are pretty into mods. I mean, we talk with you guys quite a bit, and you know, maybe my obsession with them rubs off to some degree, uh, or at least I would like to think so, but um. Yeah, I would think it would be a lot bigger than that because, I mean, there is there is a lot of luck to it, but it's also a numbers game. If you do enough of them, you will get there. And I, you know, it's pretty readily available. So I'm just kind of surprised that that number was that low. Yeah, um, I think there needs to be a mod slicing class on the podcast. I totally agree. You know what? So, <laughs> actually, last week, uh, or 
week, week and a half ago, I had a bunch of mod salvage material saved up and I actually recorded it and did audio for it and everything. I just haven't put the video together to get it out. Um, maybe I'll do that this weekend because I just kind of went through and kind of talked about what I look for or whatever. It was like 18 minutes mm -hmm. or so. Maybe a little long for most people. It's kind of gets kind of repetitive, but you kind of see the idea of what I do as far as whenever I go through my process of slicing mods. But I'll try to get that right. out because I'm sure at least three of you out there will find that interesting. Um, <laughs> so whenever we move up from zero to the category of one to five God mods, we hit 52% of people. So most people have had a few mods that hit God mod status. And that's really good to hear because, I, you know, statistically, if you slice enough up, you, I mean, you should be getting a few of them. So this was actually really good to see uh, that, you know, 52% of people. Um, what category did you fall in? I didn't do any counting of mods. I just guesstimated where I feel like I am. And I put myself, I put six to ten, but I think I could, I could go either way, six to ten or ten to fifteen, somewhere in there. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so that six to ten category, it had twenty three percent of people select that. So I mean, that's what eighty five percent of people have had between one and ten hit God mod status. So that's, I mean, that's pretty awesome. That's a pretty pretty huge chunk of people yeah that's 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 say 85 minutes 75 um yeah yeah that's that's a pretty good portion of that pie so that is good to know i i i don't think that's bad a bad uh number either even just to get that many let's say you're not you and you just use your energy on mod slicing materials that you get every day, including the bonus. Mm -hmm. If you get, if you have 10 God mods from that, I'd say that's a pretty good number because yeah. if I had to venture a guess, I'd say 30, 30 uh, different slices, depending on what the uh, rarity is. Yeah, that's true. You know, and, so. and something else that factors in is how long you've been playing. A lot of longer-term no. players, I mean, you're going to have, you know, or you should have had a lot of those green and blue mods that already had, you know, the 10 to 15 secondary or, you know, say 1 to 2 procs on stats that you like, which does give you a pretty big advantage. Um, you know, basically just makes it four times more likely or four times sooner that you will hit one of those god mods when you're slicing up those mods. So... If you're doing that, you're in a pretty good spot. Um, so I think that probably did factor into it to some degree. And I, I have a feeling that probably a lot of those people on that lower end of that spectrum are probably people that haven't got that deep into slicing mods yet. Also, you know, uh, newer players and such where it's not that high of a priority versus mid to long term players where mods start becoming a lot more important. Yeah. And you had just so much more time to accumulate them. Exactly. So. Uh, so we jump into the next category, the 10 to 15 slot, and that is a little over 7% of people. And then the 15 or more slot was 
five and a half percent of people. So there's not really a huge, you know, what, 12% of people were, you know, over 10. So um, not not too terribly surprised about that. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Um, all right, let's go to... Question number five. You want to get this one? Okay, question number five from Vagrant Saint, yeah, Vagrant Saint, and also Azazel. Both of them put a question that was very similar. Um, do you believe the December login character is an indicator for the rumored C3PO event using Ewoks? And if you don't know, spoiler alert: tomorrow you're gonna find out that Ewok Scout is the login for December. Ooh. So. Everyone saw Ewok Scout and wondered what the heck. I When I first saw it, all I could think was, uh, they said original trilogy was coming soon. Yep. Original trilogy characters. What could Ewoks possibly mean besides More the Ewoks. rumor that we all know about C-3PO? Um, that was my immediate thought. Now, granted, yep. it could mean nothing. and ju- They're just original. He's just an original trilogy character. But I have to think it means something. Now, whether that is a C-3PO event or some other type of thing, we don't know. But, yes, Ewok Scout is the login. And the question was, do people think that that means C-3PO Legendary might come this month? And so 82% of people said, yes, bring us the Golden God. And uh, 18 percent said no something else so i could see either side to this but i really want that 82 percent to be correct yeah oh i think everyone does don't they i mean who doesn't want him in the game (laughs) i know that there have been some people that don't the reason i really want him is because i really have to do nothing to prepare to get him if it is an event using ewok so Make my investment in Ewoks just that much better by making a legendary for Ewoks, and I would be super stoked. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, and as big deal, uh, seven seven thousand eight hundred said, uh, "Did GK last month mean GG rework?" No, GG. Uh, General Kenobi last month meant uh, Clone Wars era stuff so didn't necessarily mean rework but it's fun to speculate and uh that's that's what i'm speculating so hmm we will see so the next question came from our good friend nika488 are you farming bounty hunters or sith ships for a possible new capital ship event or other event using these ships 62 3% of people said yes, and 37% said no. Uh, pretty, it's a little closer than, uh, it's not as close as I thought it would. I would thought it would have been more closer to 50-50, but there are a lot of people farming these ships uh, at the moment. And I got to wonder if people are farming them because of the event idea or just because they're good ships. You know what I mean? Except for Sith Fighter. Yuck. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But 
As far as bounty hunters go, oh, I like all those ships, so I could see just farming them in the hopes that maybe something will happen, and even if it doesn't, you got a good uh, group of uh, a synergy for a ship uh, group. Because we're getting now to the point where we can have several different ship uh, teams, right? Still not enough, in my opinion, for a, a, sh a full-blown ship raid, but we're getting to the point where we have two or three different ship comps that don't cross over, you know what I mean? Yeah. So people might be farming them for that reason, but 62% uh, of people said they are farming them in hopes of a new capital ship event or an event using ships, which makes sense because a lot of these new characters have come out or new... Sh well, characters is the best example and meant something with all the work that they've been put in for specifically... Blah, 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 specifically bounty hunters... All that time we spent on bounty hunters during the summer, and then suddenly there's Chewbacca that uses bounty hunters, you know. So maybe these bounty hunter ships or the Sith ships that keep coming in are meaning something. So there's that. Um, the Nika also had a second question. Do you think we'll see General Grievous rework before the end of the year? Now, I'm not sure if he knew about what Carrie had said on the forums, I have to assume he did. Um, if he did, he's a pretty in-the-know guy. But uh, if he didn't, my answers to his questions kind of throw the question out of the window in a way. But anyways, the question, the answers were yes, despite Carrie's indications, no. Carrie said it wasn't this quarter, and I believe it. And then the last one was, I don't know what to believe anymore. So... 65 or 66% of people said no. Carrie said it wasn't this quarter, and I believe it. That's what I would have put because it's uh, I don't think that they're going to tell people something's not coming and then pop it back in. I think that would just make more people angry than saying it was coming and not having it come. You know what I mean? Yeah, so and not surprising, 30% of people said I don't know what I believe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I put that in there assuming people would say that. Um, and then the last one, let's see, out of a whopping 165 responses, eight people said, yes, they think it's still happening despite Carrie's indication. So those are the people that are like, I do not believe what they say because they've said some things that have changed. So maybe it is coming and they'll, uh, they'll go back on that and uh, kind of change their mind. Who knows? But yeah. Cool. I have a feeling it is coming someday, but I do believe that Carrie has shut that down completely for this quarter. And when does the quarter end? This uh, quarter? I believe at the end of December. See, I think that fiscal quarters are different months, and I think they cross over into New Year's, but I'm not totally sure. Someone in chat will tell us, and then we'll be good to go. Indeed. That's your homework, guys. <laughs> What's the next one? Uh, the next one would be from Ace Tui. If C-3PO happens and requires Ewoks, I blank. Am ready? 22.4% of people. Not this guy. Can be ready? <laughs> this guy. 38.2%. I know what category you're in. You're in that 22% because... Your uh, Ewok elitist. Um, yeah, you got those golden Ewoks ready for their <laughs> golden god. 
Oh, nice. I like it. Uh, <laughs> we'll try and push to get ready 20%. And then 13.3% said ignore it for next time. And there was a, another small margin of 6% of people that said ignore it completely. I'm actually kind of surprised that that chunk of the pie is that big. That many people would just ignore C-3PO. I think it's kind of like the uh, whole bounty hunter thing in which, you know, a, a lot of newer players just aren't close enough to really be ready, you know, so. that's That makes sense. It's not, it's ignore it completely, which kind of covers ignore it till I'm ready for that event as well. So that makes sense. Because the only other answer is ignore it till the next time. Well, what if you're not wanting to do it for the next time? You're just waiting for it to come back eventually. That, then you'd fit into that that last group there. So that makes yeah. sense. Cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to Moss, Moss Death question. That is a tongue twister for some reason. I enjoy the current state of play for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. This is a one to five scale. In which one is, no, it sucks, and five is, yes, it's orgasmic. So there was 3% <laughs> of people that had a one. There was 5.5% of people that gave it a two. There was 10% of people that gave it a three. And then 53% of people said four, and 28.5% of people said five. So... Chalk me down as being surprised that people listening to a Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes podcast were mostly enjoying the state of the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. We have, I'd say maybe we have a subsection of podcast pollers, about 5% maybe, that don't actually listen to the podcast. And then the other That's true. percentage do. But the, I'm not surprised by these answers either. I think that right for me, okay. You're part of the reason it was so easy to coast this week is because I put down a four as well. I I'm just like in like a, a limbo state where, you know, I just got I just got traded to seven stars. Territory battles are, have been out for a year. They're still fun to me. I still enjoy them, but they're just it, right now. It's pretty much just about number manipulation manipulation as a as a guild leader to get as much as we can out of it um they're still fun but for me that's that and then territory wars are just they're territory wars you're either in a really good spot or you're in a really bad spot each one and that's the the fun of it but i just don't find the need to be on territory wars 24 hours as fun as i thought it would be but there's just Right now, I'm waiting for something new to be excited about. And uh, obviously, Grand Arena is coming. And I'm really hoping that that fills that spot so and bumps excited. my four to a five. So I think that a lot of people, I think a lot of those fours are probably sitting in the same spot as me, waiting for the next thing to bump their excitement level back up to the top there. Yeah, I'm the same way. I kind of landed in the four for the same reason as you. As soon as we get something else, like the grand arena is what's going to be for me, especially, you know, I think that'll kind of push things up a little bit more. I just kind of took over as territory war general in our guild. 
And I'll be honest, this has made me way more excited about Territory Wars. Like, you know, there's a lot more thinking about it and just kind of theory crafting on it and getting excited about it and, you know, put a little bit more effort into setting up my teams and set up a special team that I'm really hoping, you know, does something. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, yeah, four is kind of where I'm at and usually jump up to a five when there's a new game mode. That's, I, I guess we're right now, we're in, kind of in the spot where it's kind of about new characters. There's not much theory crafting as far as figuring out strategy and that sort of stuff with any particular game mode. And that's kind of the stuff that's fun about the game. And that's why I think the Grand Arena is going to be absolutely spectacular because it's going to be a big, massive game of Paper, Rock, Scissor with teams. And it's going to be really fun. So I'll be at a five when that releases. <laughs> yeah, me too. I totally agree. And this last question from Azazel is kind of trolly, but <laughs> also good, I guess. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and I like the responses actually. All right, which NFL team will finish with a record above 500? And your possible options are Lions, Packers, both, neither, or who cares? This is a Star Wars mobile game podcast. And <laughs> of course, who cares? This is a Star Wars mobile game podcast. Took the cake with 42.5% of people putting that answer down. So you people were going to ignore for a second. And I had to give them an option, you know, you, you, you did have to, <laughs> that is correct. Uh, and I did not make this question required. So there was also that. That's important. Uh, and it's still got all responses. Um, there was 37% of people said neither team is going to finish with a record above 500. Which and that is where it is going to land. I disagree. Because you can, I, I am with you the third, you I am with the fourteen percent of people that say the Packers will end up with a record above five hundred. However, I hope that that is not the case because I want that higher draft pick. Uh, there, they one, have to win what three out of five. Yeah, yeah, they're four. Three out of the next five one, to do that. So yeah, it's possible. Yeah, because eight, seven, and one would still be over five hundred. Yes. Originally, I thought that they. I forgot about the tie and thought they had to win four out of the five. Three out of the five is a little more doable than four out of five, but yeah. I still think everyone's going to be under 500 well, for both of them. They play the Cardinals this week, so you can chalk that up as a win. So, <laughs> But you said you were scared earlier. I'm just trying to be confident, dude. I don't trust anything <laughs> at this point. Uh, anyway, uh, I gotcha. uh, so there was, there, there was 2.5% of people said both. And 4.2% of people that said the Lions. The, so we know that what that 7% of people just don't watch football. So, um, <laughs> are, are you ready to move on to our next topic? Let's do it. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. Ooh, update. And this was a little bit juicy of an update. Not too juicy, but nice. Um, we obviously got new characters, which we're going to hit and go over here in a second. That'll be the next segment. But 
Uh, we won't cover the other stuff that ha- kind of happened in this update. And they finally did something that's been irritating people beyond belief for a very long time, and that was the Days of Spring achievement on Android. This never bothered me for the longest time until I got blue stacks and linked over my game. And suddenly a stupid thing popped up and there's no way to do it. So what they did is they got rid of the Days of Spring achievement in the game and they added... Thank uh, God. Thank God, exactly. (laughs) I had it and then they had an update that brought it back and then it could never be taken away. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah, it's been there for a long time, too. Uh, But finally, 7-Star Wicket will give you five Omegas, and that replaces the Days of Spring challenge. So that is awesome to hear. Let's see. The other thing was uh, 7-Star Treya that gives you 10 TIE Advanced Blueprints, which is great. Awesome ship. Love it. 7-Star Raven? No. 7-Star Revan. (laughs) will give you five Omegas and two Zetas. So this was absolutely awesome. Got some Shard Shop currency, got 10 Omegas and two Zetas because I have completed all of these, so I was super pumped. And I think these are good achievements. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not sure if Seven Star Mother Towson's one, but that should also be one, I think. You know, the characters used to get the... uh, Oh, those Zetas in that challenge and also getting these hard-to-get characters. I think that should be an achievement because it is. And uh, so I really like Someone explain to me how people that are have Trey at seven stars would need 10 TIE Advanced Blueprints. I, I could definitely see there being a lot of newer players because... The, that, with a seven star Treya? Yeah. I, I don't the, see that. The, don't have the One of the hardest characters to get in the game. Well, the problem, unless they're being carried by a guild that was filled with older players. I don't see exactly. anyone getting this that doesn't have TIE advanced at seven stars yet. But the thing you're forgetting is how do you get TIE advanced? You get them by buying fleet shipments. And the fleet shipments is also where you get Zetas and there's a ton of other characters there. I could totally see somebody skipping over the tide vance not realizing that it's one of the best ships in the game and just kind of neglecting it for zetas or something else <laughs> and being pretty behind on that ship on their way to getting the seven star treya i'm gonna put two and two next to each other here with those two and two next to each <laughs> other here. if uh those were ones by the way for those not watching the video here's some twos Two and two are next to each other here. If you are, if you don't, if you are not up to date and trying to do your best in the fleet, I have a guess that you're not up to date and trying to do your best in the Sith Raid either. So I think we can put those two next to each other. So if you don't know about the TIE Advance, the odds are you're not beating Heroic Sith either. That's just, that's might be a jump. Or a guess, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to bet that that's the case. The people that are beating heroic Sith are people that know what they're doing, basically. So yeah, I mean, a year ago, a year from now, that will not be the case. But right, still, right now, the it's not even been out a year, and uh, there are still people that have not beat 
heroic Sith are still trying for, to, to get that first clear. So I don't know. It just seemed like a weird, um, just seemed like a weird reward for a character that with the people getting this reward probably wouldn't need. I'd say probably 85% of people getting that reward do not need it. Mm. So I don't know. I'm just saying I wanted two Zeta mats. That's, that's all I'm saying. I think going forward, it is a pretty good reward, but I do agree. I would have preferred Omegas. This is the first time I think in six months, maybe longer, probably longer that I have had over a hundred Omegas. I've almost got a hundred Zetas and I've got like 110 Omegas. It is, man, it's nice not having to worry. We flip-flopped. Oh no. <laughs> Did you spend all yours? It used to be me. Yeah. I'm down in the, I'm down in the thirties. Oh so. wow. Whoa. I've spent really lots of them in you. the past three months. Obviously. I guess that's why my GP keeps climbing. It'll make a difference. Start spending things and look what happens. And I'm kind of saving so. my Zetas in case I have to throw any on Ewoks to, you know, get some lovely gold prize. Um, you want some, uh, you want to keep your team alive, put it on Wicket first. That's all I'm just saying. All right. Those I'll, heels I'll are out of that. control. Are they? Okay. So. Every time he crits. Rank, rank, the, rank the Ewok Zetas in order. I'll rank the ones I have. Okay. Wicket and then Chirpa. Those are the first two that I would go for sure. Okay. First Wicket, then Chirpa. After that, uh, I don't think the other ones are as uh, needed because I think Chirpa's is the one that calls in an extra Ewok to assist. And uh, so. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Those are the two I think are the main ones. All right, uh, the other thing they did this update was Territory War matchmaking. They updated that to make it a little bit more consistent. I've still seen a lot of complaining about it, not as much as we typically do, but, I mean, there's still a lot of, you know, 10 to 15 million. Today? Yeah. Uh, you know, like... Huh, I didn't notice, or I didn't see it, I guess. 10 to 15 million difference in Guild Galactic Power, but one thing to remember when you're looking at this, most people just go to Swaga and check the Guild Yeah, GP. exactly. You have to look at the number of people that are going in because I assume that that's kind of what they're basing that off of. Um, our guild, for example, we had four people that didn't enter. So we're 178 million GP guild that is at 164 million for this territory war. And so it should match us up accordingly. Now, you know, there will be some variants like what characters did those four people have? Did they have Revan? Did they have Treya? You know, who did they have that'll affect things and kind of exactly how that works. But that is one thing to remember before you get too up in arms. Just remember that regardless of what your guild collective power is or the other guild, you have to look at the number of people that are actually entering because that affects the rewards and the way everything works. So uh, just kind of, yep, yeah, pay attention to that. Uh, the other thing is we got the 500 guild event tokens and the 100 crystals because of the Jedi Knight Revan being in platoons earlier this month. So that's good to know. I uh, finally got that out of the way. And I will never complain about crystals. Bring them all on. Zon <laughs> Adu Blood. We did an awesome dev interview, Out of Order podcast. Go check it out if you haven't listened to it where we actually discuss the Zonadu blood 
Uh, it is on the light side hard 8B node. You can farm this ship and go work on getting it 7 star. Pretty good ship. I like it. I haven't used it a ton, but from what little I have used it, I am pretty impressed. As soon as I get the uh, quote-unquote fiber tooth, as I like to call it, as soon as I get that thing done, I'll probably jump over to Xanadu Blood. Unfortunately, you'll also be working on Hoth Rebel Scout and some subpar gear. But Woo. that's the only complaint I've seen about this. But I will say this. Finally, some love for those light side hard battles. So I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Because for the longest time, everything went to the dark side. Well, let's see if it flipped over to the light side now, because I got plenty of dark side ones to do. Needed some more light side. This adds to that. Um, this kind of keep continues pushing Rose to the back burner. I'm okay with that. So, Indeed. <laughs> um, I want to... Are you? I'm sure you just brought this up, but I put this in here because I wanted to talk about it. The current territory war we're in ended the Clone Wars era territory war bonuses, oh. and uh, I know that is the general feeling between for most people that played territory wars this month because going in there and blasting things with Mace or putting Mace on defense and watching him get ten defenses by himself and things like that excuse me using general grievous i've seen some good grievous videos uh in territory wars those were he was fun um i didn't see a lot of dooku's and i didn't see a lot of cup stuff but i did see some cup stuff which uh who he was up against and did well uh that went out pretty well but the yeah for the most part people really like these territory war bonuses were like please give us more yeah. and uh there was Crumb put out a response on Reddit to one of these posts, and I wanted to read it. So he said, glad you enjoyed them. We've got some really cool ideas planned for Territory Wars in the not-so-distant future, but I can't talk about them just yet. Some of the details are up in the air. Regardless, we're going to continue to mix up the TW formula to help keep TW feeling fresh. So, hmm. I don't know... Uh, what they're going to do in the future, whether it's going to be bonuses like they were this past time, or they got other ideas to freshen up territory wars as they continue. But uh, there are ideas in the pipeline right now that uh, we should be seeing uh, eventually. And that is kind of exciting, I think. Yeah, that's uh, that's really awesome because I have seen so many people that have been really excited about, you know, the whole uh, just <laughs> mace and just unused characters in general being really good in territory war. So you can kind of build a team around those that you typically wouldn't be able to build and stuff like that. I think that's been, it's really brought a lot more excitement to territory war that I really wasn't expecting from that. And I'm sure there were probably a lot of people that even invested gear in those unused characters. I know I did. I, I threw some extra gear on mace because Hey, why not? And, you know, seems like a good idea. I agree. Sorry, I'm distracted by uh, Reddit that Squirrel. I've been reading, which kind of goes along with okay. uh, the next thing we're going to talk about. Ooh. And I'm really excited. So okay. you talk about it, and then I will talk about the things that have just happened within the last 30 minutes. All right, so I'm going to flip these around because 
uh, Crumb posted two things on the forum. The first thing he posted was a short, just audio file of some sort, uh, which you may hear in the background. Now, this is, I would play this to go to sleep to, to be honest. It's kind of soothing, ain't it? It's a 16 minutes. I mean, that, There's a I'll, be asleep in, um, I'll be asleep in two minutes, but. All right. So there was a, there was somebody on Reddit that posted something about the specific tones that this is. And that apparently these tones are related to numbers on keypad on a phone. I haven't actually confirmed this was just something that I read that people have been kind of floating around that it's the the uh, the tones from the three seven one and zero keys on your keypad. And you know, that's something that ironically C3PO says in the movies when referring to the uh, Millennium Falcon in the asteroid belt the the chances of surviving are 3710 to 1 so so yeah that's um what I want to talk about is the other part that you flipped around okay. I don't know this to me, when I saw what people were figuring out about this, um, made me think it could either be C-3PO because he is the one saying it, or it could be the original Falcon because he's talking about the Falcon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a, the, the title of the video is the, the S, the double S, which is like, I think it means, uh, a section or search or something like that. Anyways, it says twelve fourteen, and that was the amount of parsecs that the uh, Falcon did the uh, Kessel Run in. So, um, the next thing, I'm just gonna go right into the other part, so we can talk about continue talking about the booping. Uh, but the other part was the profile picture that he posted on okay. the forums. He said, check out my sweet new profile picture. And it was a pretty much the exact same one that he had. Mm -hmm. And then there was like this weird color bar in the far bottom left. Bottom left, I think. I can't remember off the top of my head. But there was this weird bar that was in there now. And so um, people... You can stop the beeps, man. Oh, not, not a bad idea. I, I don't know how to stop it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was driving me uh, like it's soothing until you you can't stop listening to it. <laughs> but the uh, so anyways, there's this color bar in the bottom right, and so I I you were talking earlier about something God only knows what, but I was looking at Reddit instead, <laughs> and uh, I was preparing for this moment. So <laughs> there, so basically, someone took that and turned it into into a uh, text file based off the colors that were in that bar. They turned it into a text file, which turned into basically hexadecimals. I don't, I, I'm not going to pretend to know what the hell just happened. But anyways, they took that picture. They turned it into uh, the number codes for hex. Uh, they used a sulfa cipher 
whatever that is. And then they you took those numbers and every all the wordings that came out of this text file they created and created a color by number box. And so they started filling in these boxes with these codes that they found, coloring them in. Okay. Now, I can't bring it up on any other way than to just show my phone to my camera right now because okay. it's just going to be too hard. But this, after doing the colored by numbers, this is what came out of it. All right? This should be good. Really? That is what came out of the color by numbers. Now, strange something, maybe not the huh. actual thing that happened. Seems like a coincidence. Maybe not. Maybe, I mean, that's a very big coincidence. But anyways, it doesn't really matter because Crumb confirmed that someone figured it out and that that was the answer to his puzzle. To the profile picture puzzle. Now, I don't know if that solves the, the the video puzzle as well. Because that might still be pointing to the OG Falcon. Maybe there were two and people gave up now that, that we have the answer to the profile picture part. So, I don't know. But, for sure, C-3PO is confirmed now. Wow. That is... That, that's some impressive uh, internet skills there, people. Um that's the that's the record, and I hoped that people would have figured it out before, or at least in the middle of the podcast, so that we could talk about it. I yep. believe in Reddit. I believe in the forums. I think the answer actually came from the forums in the end, but I believed in them, and here we are. It was the record for his puzzles. This was a three hour three hours to get this one, but uh, they did get it, and it it is a picture of C three PO. So okay, so. I want to jump back to the audio thing for a second because he posted the audio first and then he posted the thing with the new profile picture. And mm -hmm. the audio thing, by the way, that little S looking thing, that is the symbol for simoleons. If you've ever played SimCity, that is the emblem <laughs> for their currency, just to be clear. Um, you know, it's 16 minutes of bloody audio. 16 minutes! I think that that is stating something. Those beeps correlate right. to something, whether it is text or something. There's some way that correlates to text in which it is a long sentence or a phrase or something along those lines that is telling us something. You know what would be really convenient is if I had a protocol droid that understood, you know, millions of languages huh. that could listen to that damn thing and just tell me what it says. But we don't currently <laughs> have that, so... I think there is way more to that audio than what people are mentioning. There's a reason it's 16 minutes long. Was it 16 minutes and 10 seconds or something? Uh, I think. Was yeah, totally something like that. 1619, I guess. Yes, 1619, according to the uh, the YouTubes. So. I do. I think it's a sentence of some sort. Uh, kind of like they did last time where there was like that really long sentence about the weight is worth it and that whole thing. I think this yeah. is something similar. Or it could even be a URL. The text could break down into some sort of Morse code that is a URL. Uh, so I'm curious to see what people figure out about this one because I think there is a lot more to it than what people 
initial responses on the surface. But who knows? And I have and I haven't had a huge bit of time obviously doing the podcast to dive into if parts of that cipher and the everything else came from the video or not. I don't th- I think the video is separate at this point. I can't remember or I can't tell trying to read and yeah. talk about it all and at the same time. So I'm going to look into this a little bit more after the podcast and try to figure it out. But the as far as the little bar in his new profile picture and all that goes, it is a color in C-3PO cartoony picture. Very cool. And uh, let me just read what Crumb said so you know uh, exactly what Crumb said. But he says, it seems congratulations are in order. You've got more than enough of the image to know the answer. Send me your ally code for your prize. Three hours to solve, my best time yet. I hope everyone had some fun, but clearly I still need to step up my game for the next time. Next time, no nice crumb at all. And uh, yeah, so basically, basically the one I showed you was the complete colored in picture, but there were some where it was like just the, like the top third of it in an outline, but you could totally tell it was C-3PO at that point. So yeah, definitely confirmed C-3PO from Crumb. Um, pretty stoked about that. You know what I want to do? I want to message Crumb and see if we can have him record like just a quick audio deal of him saying something about, you know, the community guessing his thing. That way we have an audio drop for when these things come up. <laughs> an audio drop for every, uh, yeah, for sure. Since we this, should talk to him. This is becoming a thing. That's, that's, that's my mission for the week. Uh, so it's a fun thing, man. I, it is. It, Friday nights, Friday night nights when Crumb drops his hints. And everyone goes nuts. That's good times. Indeed. All right. You ready to jump to the next topic? Oh, um, Mm -hmm. chat. McTweet said, uh, said some people are saying that thing backwards is the Ewok song, but really it's on Reddit. There's a, there's a link on the post on Reddit of it playing backwards. And I haven't listened to it yet, but as far as, Everyone really? else that has listened to it, I haven't seen anyone pick up on that. I'm not totally sure. Uh, okay. So that, that, I'll have to go look at that too. But that would make sense. I'll be honest though. If that's it, I'm a little disappointed because that's pretty simplistic. Just playing the thing backwards. <laughs> uh, think you could but at least it would let me know that it is better. Ewoks and it is C-3PO. Then I'm like, oh, that is a good point. Stand That's back. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> that, I actually wouldn't have thought of that. So I'm kind of trolling. But uh, no, no. Yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah. I mean, that would totally make sense. Um, and, you know, that the, the one thing the little Samoyan sign said 12, 14. That could be the date that we see C-3PO. That could be the date of the event. I mean, that's yep. two weeks from now. So, mm-hmm. I highly advise, very highly advise, you getting your Ewoks ready. That you start farming them if you're not there yet. Figure out how close you can get by farming them. Uh you know, do the calculations or whatever. You know, I think uh, oh, Life has a pretty good farming calculator. There are ways out there to figure it up. Base, you know, just if if you need to figure something out as far as if you have enough time to farm, just remember drop rates are about thirty three percent on all nodes, 
and you can kind of use that to get a general idea of how long it will take you, um, assuming you do the math accurately, obviously. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Anything else you wanted to mention about the hints? Keep them up. They're fun. I like them. Dude, 100%. Totally agree. All right. Um, I don't... No, you know what we need to do. Um, I, I think we need to tell everybody about our friends over at Blue Designs. Blue Designs makes well, some why don't we do that? really awesome products. Like, if you need a microphone, if you need a set of headphones, that is your go-to place. Uh, th the headphones are obviously amazing. Uh, I mean, you hear us talk about them all the time. Those of you that have won headphones, you know, we give away some every month. We got some giveaways coming up, so stay tuned because next month we're gonna be giving some stuff away, and it's gonna be awesome. But like, if Merry you, Christmas! If you need one of these, one of these sweet little Yeti Nanos, if you're on live stream or YouTube, you can obviously see it. Uh, this is a fantastic microphone. I I really do. I love this thing. I've recorded a few episodes with it because the portability is unbeatable. Uh, just well, if you remember. When I was out of town, uh, yes. I did uh, that one episode on my Yeti Mini. You so, and or Yeti Nano. My apologies, it is the Nano. Like it's so small, it's so cute, it's so portable, it's so cost effective. Uh, I believe they're listed ninety nine dollars on the site. But if you go to bluesdesigns.com and you use the promo code SOPOD when checking out, you can get twenty percent off of your order. Holidays are coming up. Uh, you know, if you've got someone that's interested in recording music or doing a podcast or anything, Blue Zines is a great way. You know, like the Yeti Nano, that would be a great gift for somebody that likes doing stuff like that. Um, I actually took my Yeti Nano over to the Sultry Females and was recording her playing the harp. And it, it came out absolutely awesome. It sounds so good. It does a really great job picking up instruments. Even, you know, the highs and lows of the harp, it did a really good job. And, uh... Very nice. I've, like, actually, the ringtone on my phone for her is was actually recorded using a uh, blue microphone. Uh, and it does. It sounds really good. It's absolutely awesome, so I highly suggest it. Uh, like I said, bluesdesigns.com. Use that promo code SOPOD. Get 20% off your order. Get those Christmas orders in because Christmas right around the corner. Uh... I think we should go over these uh, characters. All right. Let's do that. All right. So, do you know... Okay, which... Is there one character you like more than the other that you want to discuss? You do one, I'll do one. Which one do you want to do? Um... Is there one for you? That's the real question. Because I, I, I have no preference. I don't care. Uh, you know what? I will take... Juhani, because I have no idea if that's how you pronounce the name correctly or not, and I just want to butcher the name. So, all right, I will do Juhani, and you will do Karth. Sounds good. Here we go. Unit name Juhani, assuming that's pronounced correctly. Alignment light categories light side Jedi tank and old republic. Unique Jedi tank who dispels debuffs from Jedi and old republic allies. And becomes more dangerous below full health. Abilities. 
Basic ability, Raging Strike, final attack, still physical damage to target enemy. This attack deals 10% more damage for each debuffed enemy. First thing I think about whenever I read this basic ability is probably going to be raids. Um, because, I'll be honest, like Jedi just don't do a whole lot of debuffs in the arena. No. That's, that's my initial thought, because I overarching thought here and we'll talk about this as we go over the kit a little more i think that uh she's going to be really good in a revan team and might take over the spot of uh, a kenobi if you're using kenobi yeah but as far as this uh, this basic goes it's not going to do the extra damage is not going to be really there as far as debuffs go because there's not a lot going on debuff wise there that's true. I mean, whenever I think about the Jedi that I use, I mean, what Revan does a debuff, Bastila Shan does a debuff, ability block. I don't know. They might do some on their uh, basics, but there's not. There, no one's doing like an old Ben, you know, Force Wave, dropping three debuffs or stuff like that. Yep. They, this is what this makes me think of, and we'll talk about this a little more once we get to Karth, but there spoiler alert, Karth has a old Republic leader ability. And that is the other thing about this is the old Republic stuff. There are old Republic characters that have pretty good debuffs. So, you know, that's could be a good starting point for figuring out how you want to use her if you're using territory war or whatever. Special yeah, so my recording stopped. I had to stop talking and set that back up. But the, uh, what I was trying to say is, and you kind of alluded to, is Carthonassi has a or Old Republic leader ability. Um, assuming that if you put Juhani in an Old Republic team, because she does have the Old Republic um, tag, I assume that with those other Old Republic guys, especially like Ordo and uh, Karth, who do dots, a lot of dots, you're going to find ways to get more out of it because of the debuffs coming from the Old Republic faction. So I think that might be more for the Old Republic faction than Jedi, but I still think she's going to be good in Jedi. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, let's go to Special 1, Boastful Provocation, cooldown 4. Final text. Dispel all debuffs on Jedi and Old Republic allies. Then, Juhani gains taunt for four turns and stuns the target enemy for one turn, which cannot be evaded. That means it can be resisted, so tenacity up will obviously prevent this, but a four-turn taunt's awfully damn good, especially... I mean, it kind of makes you almost have to have a dispel. I think that's the longest taunt in the game. I can't think of anyone that has one over three. No, I think this was a uh, trivia question a while back, and I think that uh, three was the longest. Interesting. So I think that is definitely her, the longest in the game. Very interesting. All right. Special two, Remorseful Thrash with a cooldown of three. Final attack, still physical damage to all enemies. For each critical hit, Juhani recovers 10% health and protection. 
If Juhani is stealth when this ability is used, stagger each enemy for two turns. Love that last part. Everybody loves some stagger, especially Woo! AoE. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I th this just sounds awesome. It really does. So the problem here is that she requires stealth. And you may have noticed. Going back, check. Yep. Nope. Nothing. Nothing about... in the first three abilities about stealth. Boom. Exactly. So you're going to want to use her on a team that somehow gets stealth one way or another. So uh, because, uh, I mean, you don't want to give up the ability to stagger. Uh, this could be a reason to bring R2 back into a Jedi team. Or uh, just makes her better in an old Republic game. Uh, let's move on to unique one, which is Cathar Resilience. Final text. This is with a Zeta. Juhani recovers 20% of her max health at the beginning of each of her turns. While taunting, Juhani has plus 35% crit chance. Counter chance. Yes, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, when Juhani drops below 100% health, she recovers 5% protection for each active Jedi or Old Republic ally. Then gains offense up, health still up, and stealth for two turns. If Juhani is taunting when this condition is met, she loses taunt. So there it is. That's how she gains taunt. And that is with her... That's unique. how she gains stealth. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I said taunt. Uh, this is why she has a four-turn taunt. Because at any time, it can become a non-taunt. All you have to do is drop her below 100% health. Yep. That, so. that is true. And so her dropping below 100% health is how she gets stealth to herself. Now... Typically, when somebody drops below 100% health, they're, unless it's someone super tanky like Jolie, they're heading on their way to the casket, and that could be a problem. So, the stealth will, in fact, help her, and it will then make her AoE stagger and nasty, which, if you're using her with, you know, Grandmaster Yoda or anyone with an AoE, that could be really effective and a lot of fun. You know, it almost sounds like the opposite of... Uh... Doesn't Paplu have a thing where he's with that goes down with stealth? Paplu? You keep talking. I'm gonna look it up. Did you say Paplu? Paplu, the Ewok. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I do not recall. Yeah, uh, McTweet mentions or just says in the live chat, "Stagger nasty," and oh yes. Stagger <laughs> is such a good ability. It really is. It's it's underrated, but the problem is it's so hard to land it because you almost have to have two characters stacked right next to each other in speed. But the problem is a lot of characters that do stagger, it can't necessarily work their first turn. The only way this would work would be an R2-D2 that's fast, uh, creates stealth, allows her to AoE, and then you're in a position where you can stagger everyone. But And going back to my Paplu comment, uh, okay. Paplu's unique says, when Paplu gains stealth, 
Stealth is dispelled and he gains taunt for two turns. Ah, okay. So kind of the opposite. Where she's if she has taunt and gets stealth, she loses taunt. If Paplu has gains, you know, stealth, he gets taunt. Kind Makes of like sense. the opposite there. Okay. I guess that's just make has nothing to do with the character. It's just interesting to me that I saw them on opposite sides there. Fair enough. Well, I think that pretty much covers everything on Juhani, and I'm going to step away for one second as you start digging into Karth O'Nasty. All right, so one last thing on Juhani is that how I talked about thinking she was going to be the... like a replacement for General Kenobi. She does some of the things that really matter to me with General Kenobi as far as the full team dispel or a cleanse, I should say. That's the one main thing. Uh, just can taunt like crazy. Gains her health back, can taunt again. It's really good. I think she's going to be really good on a Darth Revan team. The only thing she lacks that uh, I really like from Kenobi is that mass assist because that can just really help you decimate in uh, mirror matches. But yeah, I think she's going to be really good. And I think if if you don't have General Kenobi or a newer player and you decide to go with her, you'll probably still be in a pretty good spot. So let's move on to Karth Onasty, shall we? Let me just get this Karth profile up here on the stream and there it goes Ooh. and we'll talk about Karth Onasty by the way if you're watching the live stream and you're seeing this uh, these videos we have this is all the beta gameplay footage that we got from CGEA so uh, if you've seen it before it's for the same stuff that was uh, in most of the, the reveal videos same fights, uh, you'll be able to see it just straight up a little bit more here um, as it plays while we talk, so. Uh, Carthonassi, Old Republic soldier that excels at clearing waves of enemies. Now, what, what kind of area would you need to clear waves of enemies? What a great question. PvE, right? Perhaps. Sounds like a PvE character to me. Literally right there in his name. Hmm. Um, I I guess that means he's probably not meant to be Arena, but uh, he's probably got some good use in other parts of the game. And anytime you can bring those types of things in, especially when we think we're going to see new territory battle battles or reworks to parts of territory battles, those types of things, more teams to use is always a good thing. And I'll talk about why I think you'll get another team out of this dude in a second. Well, Carthonassi, his basic is... Oh, you got something. Well, I was going to say, something Let's else with, you know, like a character that's specifically good for territory battles is he becomes a lot more valuable to newer players because there's not a ton of characters right now that are just, you know, really built for territory battles. There are some, but I think the more of those that we get into the game, the more beneficial it is for newer players as well. For those that are playing right now during this marquee event, 
you'll be in really good shape, especially if you were around for the other Old Republic marquee events. Because as far, in the early days of Territory Battles, as far as I've seen, when Territory Battles started, I was obviously an in-game player. So we did everything start to finish all phases. We didn't have to go back and finish other phases. But for those that are newer players trying to get just through the first three phases, you're going to get this character at three stars, which means you're going to be able to use in the first three phases. And if you can get a team out of the Old Republic just on your marquee characters that can clear six out of six in light side, that's a pretty good deal for you and your guild. So definitely uh, can see that um, advantage that you're speaking about. So for basic, it's called Rapid Shot. This guy's got a pretty cool um, double blaster thing going on. Let me bring it up here on the live stream so you can see some footage of Karth playing. But Rapid Shot, deal physical damage to target enemy and inflict a damage over time. Does that sound familiar? Effect for two turns. This attack deals 10% more damage for each damage over time effect on that enemy. Ooh. Um, we talked a lot about another Old Republic character when he came out and his, his ability to do dots. Do you remember who that was? I don't. Can, Candorous Ordo is the dude that's doing, can triple tap oh, on his basic yeah. and each one of them can drop a dot, right? Mm. So he's a dude that's dropping dots like crazy. So I'm, I'm almost positive you're going to want to pair him with uh with Karth, right? To get those dots. As well, uh Zalbar and Mission, uh, from what I've been told by our community on Discord, I haven't looked it up specifically myself on swaga.gg, but if I do, it might make my computer stop working right now. But <laughs> those two also are able to do dots. So that right there leaves you four people that are able to apply dots. So yeah, sure, it helps his basic ability, but let's let's keep going through his kit, right? Special ability, just keep shooting. Deal physical damage to all enemies and gain offense up for two turns. Woo! I love offense up. For each critical hit this attack scores, Karth gains 15% turn Woo! meter. I like it. Uh, In a way... With five people there, you're getting what? Five times 15. 75. Yeah, so there you go. That's a lot of turn meter on your this ability. Mm -hmm. If you're critting. Plus you get offense up. Sweet ability, four yeah. turn cooldown. It's got a big cooldown, but that's... Uh, I think if I remember the kit, I think there's something that can fix that. But I can't remember. Maybe I'm off. Uh, but here's the, here's the point about dots I was trying to make. His leader ability, Soldier of the Old Republic. Old Republic allies gain 30% potency, apply those dots, tenacity, and crit avoidance. Mm. Whenever an enemy is inflicted with a damage over time effect, all Old Republic allies recover 3% health and protection. Mm. When an Old Republic ally uses their basic ability during their turn, they have an 80% chance to call another Old Republic ally to assist Dealing 50% less damage. Limit once per turn. There we go. So almost four out of five times, you're going to call in another Old Republic ally to assist on your basic attack. Not to mention, if you're adding a dot, you're recovering 3% health and protection for 
everyone. So you got four already that we can think of Old Republic characters that do dots. Zalbar, um, Mission, Zalbar, and Mission, Kander Sordo, and Carthonassi. Yep. So basically, let me read the last unique and I'll finish that thought. Last okay. unique. While attacking, Karth gains 10% offense for each active enemy and Old Republic ally. So he can gain up to 80% offense. For uh, If there's five enemies... Uh, sorry, I shouldn't say up to 80% offense because it, there can be more people on the enemy side if in territory battles and other things besides five. So it can go up even higher. But if you're fighting in like a standard 5v5... He can get up to it can be seventy uh, percent offense because it's he he can count himself as an old republic ally. It's not other old Repub- republic allies. So if it's team of okay, old, I was wondering republic, where those two mix again. It could be a it could be fifty percent ally from allies and then fifty percent from enemies. Or in the case of territory battles, you know there are times where you have six enemies. And so it could be even more. So mm-hmm. that's going to make offense on him really useful. And along with that leader ability, like you were saying, you know, calling in all those other people to use their basic abilities and add in even more dots, you know, using a basic ability is basically healing yourself. So. The end of that is basically whenever Karth defeats an enemy, he gains 10% crit damage and crit damage stacking. And the cooldown of just keep shooting is reset. So every time someone dies, that four turn cooldown on just keep shooting resets. So there there was something in there for that. Now, that is really good in territory battles because people die all the time. Especially if you're the one killing them. Uh, That's going to be really good for him. Now, I want to go back to this leader ability. I think that this... I think that a team um, throwing in what tanks are there? There's Zalbar is a tank, and so basically you could throw T three as the extra one in here. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to keep Revan, um, Revan, Bastila, uh, and Joe Lee in your Revan team, you can build an entire Old Republic team now of T three Carthonassi. Candrus Ordo, Zalbar, and Mission. And with this leader ability, it looks like it can be pretty nasty. Yeah. And we had talked about not really knowing what to do with Mission and Zalbar because they don't really fit in the Revan team. Well, this dude brings it all together in the end. That's a good point. Because he can put together a team. So, finishing up on him specifically... Uh, I think this is a really good character, and I think it really brings an entire team and faction together. And I like his kit, so... You know, something that I could totally see them doing, how right now we have, you know, the specific Phoenix battle and the specific Rogue One battle at the end of Territory Battle, if they were to redo Territory Battles and add a new map or a new just TB of some sort... I could totally see there being an Old Republic-specific node, and that would make him even that much more valuable as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you know they like using their newly released characters for these things. So I want to 
The last thing I want to do is bring up an idea. Okay. Because I like to bring up ideas. And anytime that idea can involve Wampa, I'm oh, happy to do it. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> because I would re- I'm willing to say that I think throwing Wampa in there instead of T3 would be amazing for this team. That would not work in territory battle. Let's, but. let's, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, not in, oh, yeah, that kind of throws that all the way off. But Territory Wars is a defense. I think it could work. Because he's already got enough uh, uh, survivability on his own that he doesn't really need all the heals and stuff That's from Karth's fair. leader ability. But Probably. he's adding dots every time he basics. Mm-hmm. And they're adding dots, which up his damage on his uh, attacks. True. So he's not only he's not only getting more damage from them to go off, but he's also giving them more heals because of all the dots he's throwing out. Yep. So I think that him with an old Republic team would really mesh together well. It's like a passive synergy of some sort that uh, I agree with you. That does actually sound kind of interesting. And I'll be curious to see if anyone tests it out and see how it does. Could be fun. Anytime I can talk about Wampa on this show, you know I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I have a... <laughs> you, t- you don't seem as excited as I was. Well, no. Um, I'm excited about this, though. <laughs> I, I got to go look. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Where is it? Okay. Uh, oh, that's not it. I've got it somewhere. I saw something really great this week, and I swear I saved it, but maybe I didn't. I didn't. That I, I saw a I can't quote, help you. I don't know. and it was in our Discord <laughs> channel, and there was somebody that was talking about how they would suggest that people farm Hermit Yoda to seven star because he is more usable in the game than Wampa, despite this person's total and complete love for Wampa. I can't remember who it was, though. I think that was in the new player segment area. Um, oh, you saw what I'm talking about. It was, I, I do, and from what I recall, he was ruggedly handsome, um, really <laughs> funny, and a. Uh, uh, You're describing me, but smart. I wouldn't have I said know. something so. like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's well. I mean, it's true. At this point in the game, I think he's a better start farm for new players, but yeah. doesn't mean I still don't love Wampa more than him. That's, I'm not that's a new totally player. <laughs> that's totally fair. Um, yeah. So, um, is there anything else you want to mention about Juhani and Karth Onasti? Uh, we have four new KOTOR marquees. So if we were to think that we were going to get Darth Revan, I would think there might be one more coming. Mm, Just unless, a guess. unless Revan is the last piece. That would require every old Republic or character to HK-47. get Maybe. Maybe. I would guess HK-47 over, Dar- over Revan. Because if Revan doesn't come back before a Darth Revan comes out and he's needed... People are going to write. No, he certainly would. There's no question about but, it. But. Okay. Well, in that case, then I think it's pretty uh, possible. But then we we are talking about possibly February thinking for this character or Darth Revan character. So. Yeah, probably. I would hope 
Revan comes back for those who don't have him by then. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he will. And <laughs> who knows? Uh, you know, I'm curious to see what they do, but I wouldn't be surprised if Revan was required and you need literally the nine Old Republic characters at seven star to get a Darth Revan because uh, uh, people were disappointed that we got Jedi Revan and not Darth Revan. So that, you know, that wouldn't surprise me. He's, he seems to be the more desired version of Revan. So I guess we will see. Well, thank God we got a little time off of the Sith with uh, with Jedi. That's all I'm saying. I got so tired of playing my Treya team. It was it's nice to be able to play Jedi for a while. I totally agree. Using Grandmaster Yoda and Arena has been amazing. I love it. So much fun. Um, oh, I love that dude. Okay. Love it. You ready to do this next topic? I am uh happy to talk about this for a little bit. I hope so. Hey boys, do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> Does that sound really quiet to you? Never mind. <laughs> Not on my end. Never mind. Lots of big tips in there. Yeah, I know why. All right. Um, okay, so... Are we ready to talk about what's a good mod? Um, so with all this Grandmaster Yoda stuff I've been talking about recently and how you need to mod him differently and just all this stuff with mods, slicing mods. I talk about mods all the time and I feel like this is a topic that does get a little neglected and that is what is a good mod? What mod should you slice? What should you be looking for? And it really does very... The only good mod is a dead mod. Ooh, that's scary. I think. Yeah, sorry, that's a terrible requote of some movie. I don't know. Sorry, I just wanted to interrupt What movie you. is that Did it from? Work? All right, good. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I can't remember. You know what? I got time. You keep talking and I'll look it up. All right. I mean... Mods are, I mean, really mods are the meta. They're so important. They can transfer to character character and that's what makes them so valuable. And there's so many different strategies as far as slicing them and buying them and farming them and all of that sort of stuff. And I will be honest, for me, there are two secondary stats I look for. Speed, three. Speed, offense, the flat offense, and offense percent. Those are the three stats that I absolutely care about most. And the reason I don't care about the other stats so much is because the other stats, while useful in arena and territory war and stuff like that, they don't make as big of a difference in the raids. For the most part, health, defense, tenacity potency that stuff doesn't make a huge difference in the raids potency does potency certainly can but for the most part raids pretty much every area of the game 
is greatly affected by speed and offense. So those are really the only two secondary stats. Sorry. Three secondary stats that I really focus on. And that is generally what I suggest to people just so you're not going out and hunting out other mods that might be or might not be good. So, how do you determine what a good mod is? For the most part, uh, we've got a spot on the website, shadowrow.com slash mods, and I've got the estimated highest secondary stats that you can have. And if you go there, you check it out, I have a little breakdown. About 70 to 75% of that number is generally considered a god mod. Uh... So, the highest secondary stat of speed you can have is 30. Prior to it being sliced up to 6 dot, it's 30. Uh, now, you know, 75% of that, 22-ish. That's quite a bit of speed. Uh, I mean, it's probably closer to 20 like, I think if you're getting above 20 on speed, you're like, you're doing really well. Uh, mods, even above 16 or so, are really good just because it's kind of about the number of procs. Um, you can get a secondary stat to hit twice, you know, with fairly regular occurrence. And as far as, like, speed, um, and when I say hit twice... That would be the little number three because you get the stat in the beginning and then having it hit two additional times. That's what I'm referring to. So getting a getting one to proc three times. I gotta quit looking at my screen. Uh, getting a secondary stat to proc three times is really important uh, as far as getting those good stats. And you know if you're getting secondary flat offense in you know triple digit numbers especially when you start getting close to 140, 130, like those numbers are really good. Those are awesome. Those are mods you should be trying to find a way to get on your team and use them. When you look at percent offense, percent offense is the one secondary stat that I look for more than anything else whenever considering slicing a mod to six dot. Now, I'm not sure if everyone has realized this or not. I'm sure people probably have, but uh, if you have a primary stat on the mod, you cannot have that same primary stat in that form as a secondary stat. So if you have offense percent as a primary, so the square mod, for example, you will never have an offense percent secondary. The best you can get is offense flat. So that is something to keep in mind. If you have an offense primary, you're only going to get an offense flat as a secondary stat. And those are obviously mods you should be looking for. Um, so if you get like an offense primary that has flat offense and speed as secondaries, those are, those are some of the best mods in the game. Um, because... They can, they can always turn out amazing. They can give you a ton of offense. They can give you a ton of speed, possibly. And uh, I think that's important. So you kind of look like a deer in the headlights. Am I rambling too much? 
Or are you having fun with your wampas? Nah, dude. <laughs> Me and Wampa are having fun, so. Okay. Um, I'm learning things. I'm just, I'm learning. Uh, you keep uh, going. Do, do you have any questions or comments so far about stuff I've rambled about? Uh... Just more of a good information on the primary not being a secondary thing. I don't think, think there's something that people don't often think about. Yeah, that's true. And that's why you'll but never see like happen. a speed primary, a speed arrow that has speed secondary stats. If you see one of those, it's because somebody got really early in the game. There was a few of them, I think, that got out in the wild really early in the game. They're still out there somewhere. I mean, there's probably almost no one that has them, uh, but, uh, so that is one thing to keep in mind. Like the speed arrows with speed secondaries that there were around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're still in the wild, but <laughs> there's rare. pictures of, there's pictures of them. And there, it, I think that at one point it was to- told that there were like five of them in the game total. Oh, left, wow. Yeah. That's something not like that. Many crazy so if it's you you are a special snowflake oh i wish it was me but it's not um so (laughs) those are really the only stats that i look at when considering slicing mods uh the only other one that i kind of care about is health percent because it does get pretty good uh bump from five dot to six dot but I don't particularly care about them when slicing to better tiers of five dot mods. It's basically speed, offense, flat, offense, percent. That's really all I care about. And so you may have noticed, like I said, you can't have the same primary stat as a secondary stat, which leads me into like the, the triangles, the diamonds, and the circles. Those mods, if you can get you know, a combination of those three stats, those are great mods to slice. Uh, They should always be top candidates for slicing up to the next tier level because, you know, statistically, they have a much lower chance of being bad. You know, if it's... If you get one of the offenses or the speed to proc, you're in a really good spot. It's always a mod you can use. Um, I will say, though, offense primary triangles... I don't want to say they're totally worthless because they are great for a checks team, but outside of that, they're really not very good. That's it's not a mod you should be paying much attention to. Um, I kind of ignore them completely. Uh, for the most part, the only triangles I even care about are crit damage and protection, but uh, there are other ones that can be useful in certain circumstances, but for the most part, those are the two that I look for. And uh, crit damage with a percent offense secondary, I love. I have been doing a lot of seeking those out here lately uh, just because, I mean, if you're slicing up a crit damage primary, you're obviously going for total damage output. And because percent offense triples, so if you if you have one that's 1%, it literally goes to over 3% when you slice it to 6 dot. 
the percent offense is such a great consideration for slicing up that, I mean, slicing mods up to six stop because of secondary speed, I think is a generally poor decision because it only gives you one speed. If it doesn't have a really good primary stat or other really good secondary stats, it's not a good return on investment. But if you're slicing up a primary that has a good totally agree. return on investment and has a percent offense secondary, that is huge. Uh, for example, I actually had a mod that I put on Grandmaster Yoda. It's one of the ones that made him, you know, kind of ridiculously awesome. Let's see. It is his... Which one is it? Oh, it's his diamond. So I had... Uh, a diamond that's a offense set bonus but once i sliced it to six star the offense went up to 3.92 percent so is it was at 1.3 before and it went all the way up to 3.9 which is a huge increase and i mean that was really the only reason i sliced that mod up to be perfectly honest because of the amount of offense that it gives back. It's so good on characters that do special damage. Whether it's Darth Ray or Grandmaster Yoda. Grandmaster Yoda, you don't need to worry about speed. If it, ha if it doesn't have speed, you don't care. Slice up, you can put it on him. Uh, Treya, you're going to be a little bit more concerned about speed. So that would obviously factor into some degree. Um, so... While you're on a break, let me explain the saying... Uh, the only blank, the only blank d is a good, sorry, what did I say? The only good blank is a dead blank. That is a saying that has been going on for many, many things. And it actually came from 1869 and was said by General Philip Sheridan. And the original saying is, the only good Indian is a dead Indian. Well, that's sad. Which is, sounds very bad to say. And racist. So, we don't agree with you, General Philip Sheridan, but that's sure. where it came from. We don't support his viewpoint, but that's okay. All right, anyways. Anyway. We, uh, we here at the Shadow Hour Podcast do not agree. But the <laughs> I wanted to say this as well. You're speaking in more <laughs> generality, and it's it's there are certain characters where you find certain mods are better for them, but you're talking about if you are just looking at your mods in your inventory, which ones do you want to to splice up and i'm only saying that for example like you want to find speed secondaries with good health for example on your gold mods for a treya or a nest or there are different examples for different characters where there are certain stats that you would prefer over others instead Absolutely. of just the more general approach that you're talking about for sure that was a question asked in um, chat so and, you know i wanted to are, touch on say, that Jedi Knight, anakin uh, Jin or so. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to think of the, uh, Boba Fett, Darth Vader. Crit Chance is a great primary triangle on those characters and should be taken into a lot more consideration. So whenever you have a character that gets bonuses for a critical hit, uh, whether it's Jen who revives, whether it's Ayla who stuns, whether it's Jedi Knight, Anakin who gives offense up and prevents himself from being exposed, or someone like Boba Fett or Vader who does significantly more damage based on some parameter. 
that crit chance becomes very important because you want to increase the odds of that happening as much as you possibly can. Um, that is really important. I'm working on something to help people kind of figure this out. I'll, I'll talk about that later. But th those things are really important and things to consider. I'm trying to be a little bit more general as far as what a good mod is. And I think I kind of beat in the idea of what I look for as far as slicing up secondary, uh, slicing up mods with secondary stats and stuff like that. Now, as far as when actually looking for mods and finding out what mods you should even be considering at all, um, offense primary triangles, I wouldn't worry about as far as arrows speed and offense are really the only two I care about. There are others that are good. Um, protection can be good. It's, it's very limited though. Uh, crit avoidance can be very good, but it's very limited though. You may only need a couple of those at all throughout your entire roster to be that good. Uh, and I think that's the problem with those mods. And that's why I like speed and offense because like offense, for example, on attackers that gain turn meter or they get called in a lot. That's obviously really important. Speed is basically good for every character because more turns means more of whatever it is they're doing. And the other thing is offense is obviously great for characters like checks teams or, um, say resistance trooper in the RJT team, the night sister team, you know, a lot of these raid teams, that's what I love about the Heroic Sith raid is so much of the way the raid works and the characters you use, it is based strongly around offense and other steps, other stats become far less important. Um, it has really put a focus on those and that's why I think, you know, speed and offense are far and away the two most important uh, primary arrow stats. Um, moving down to the cross. Potency is good. It's not great. Offense is amazing. Protection is amazing. I think tenacity can be good on certain characters like Chewbacca, for example. I've talked about that in the past. Not Him not getting dazed or not getting ability blocked is so crucial to what he does. You don't want him getting stunned or dazed. Or stunned. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, that becomes so important if you have characters whose primary goal is to assist, you don't want them getting debuffed. That's when tenacity becomes important. And that is, that becomes a very niche topic and it's not something that you need a wide variety of. It's something that you can have a few of, use them in those specific situations and still be perfectly fine. Uh, health, is kind of an outlier because at five dot, it's not, it's, it's whatever. However, whenever you start slicing up to six dot health is one of the top mods that you should be considering when slicing up. I mean, it's crit damage, offense and health primaries that you should be considering slicing up to six dot. They get the biggest increase along with, uh, along with defense, but 
I'll be honest, I don't worry about defense too much because I don't use it anywhere else besides the diamond. Get me a few diamonds, good to go. But the other mods, you're going to have a wider variety of, and there's going to be a lot more things to consider, secondary stats and set bonuses and all that sort of stuff. So uh, those are going to be the ones you kind of want to focus on slicing up. Again, offense, crit damage, health. They get the best ROI when slicing up to six stop based on primary stat. Moving over to the circle, it's kind of the same thing. I don't think I have ever... Actually, that's not true. Yesterday, I sliced up my first protection primary mod. The only reason I sliced it up, because it had like 1.5% offense as a secondary. Yeah, of course I'm going to. I mean, when you're talking about a mod yeah. that has 4.5% offense as a secondary stat, I mean, it's basically like a primary. It's fantastic. Like, I literally did not slice that mod up because of the primary stat. I could not care less what the primary stat was on that specific mod because of how good the offense was. For the most part, do not ever slice a protection primary because you can get a better ROI with so many other mods. Uh, it's just the half percent increase from it. It's just, it's mediocre. It's not worth the one speed that you get. You're better off just slicing your speed arrow. Um, any comments or anything so far? I get really ranty sometimes. Like I can just, I can just keep talking. You need to interrupt me. I'm good at interrupting you. I just figured you like this topic a lot, so I'm not going to stop you until we get too far. Until trivia hits the three-hour mark, then we're then we'll have to stop. Well, that's fair. But I'm getting close to being done. You're but, good, man. You're good. Uh, do you? <laughs> Uh, you have any, <laughs> like any questions, anything I've said that's kind of confusing that was difficult to follow or anything? No, I think basically the, uh, your plans for overall gen, like general, what you're looking for are pretty good. Um, but I would say this, don't just throw away any mods that don't have those because at some point. You get, you get, I think it's 750 mods before they start going to your inbox. Don't just delete mods because they don't have these things. There are, like I mentioned already, I'm just kind of going off your path on the more niche things. When you're looking for those niche things on characters, when you can't find them because all you have are those, the, the, the more general ones, that can suck. So... Look for the good ones, like Wink's talking about, but also keep mods around until you have to get rid of them to find those niche mods with high stats that you might not have known were going to be good. Or you can't... Let's say you get a mod and you see defense number on it. You don't think that defense number is good, but uh, so you delete it. But let's say six months later, you're looking through your mods and you sort them by defense because you need a defense mod for this one character. And suddenly you're seeing that defense number. If you don't have Wink's table from our website memorized, you realize that defense numbers are actually really good. Well, if you had deleted that mod, you wouldn't have that really quote unquote possible God mod for that niche character that to be there. So don't just delete mods because they don't fit into that general strategy. If you, if you're not at the top of your mod cap, just keep your mods. Unless they're, unless they're, 
in my opinion, unless they are tier A. What is it tier A, the one that has no stats on it? Those are almost worthless at this point. Those are always the first ones I delete. And at this point, I delete anything under... I'm not a new player, so this isn't a new player tip, but this is for old players. I delete anything that didn't have good stats on it that was under five dots before the new mod system came out. So I'll delete old four dot mods if they have crappy stats. Yeah. And so I can, then I get rid of the tier ones, you know, and I just keep all the blues. And once I've run out of greens to delete, I keep, I start moving into the blues and looking at those stats and kind of sorting to see what to delete. Well, look at the stats on these things. If you're not, if you're not in the know on what are good stats, sort by your things, make sure you're selling the ones that are actually bad and not something that suddenly has like something that's in that 70% that we talked about, but you don't know it is, and then just delete it because you didn't know that stat was good. So try to try to make sure you keep the mods that are good for possible niche characters like tenacity and defense on certain tanks or, you know, um, some characters can use accuracy. I would recommend deleting them for the most part. But, I mean, you just keep an eye on those things and be aware of what you're deleting because you might delete something that was in the 90 percentile, but you didn't know it because you didn't know those stats, you know what I mean? And you That's were looking for those true. more general stats. So. Yeah. That's and, that's all I think I can add there. Yeah, I, I think I mostly agree. I don't think I've ever used an accuracy arrow. I know some people say that it's good on a few characters like NSA and B2, but uh, I don't really, I don't care. Get rid of them as far as I'm concerned. Uh, just, <laughs> I think you're better off with other things. Um, yeah, it's... There's a lot to mods, uh, and of course, if you are still more curious about mods, go to our YouTube, again, youtube.com slash pod, and go watch my Mods 101 video. I kind of went over a lot of this and talked about the stats that you should be focusing on. I think it was pretty useful. Uh, check out my Grandmaster Yoda video, and of course, I will try to get the other video out this weekend. That'll be my goal. Uh, put that thing together and get it out just kind of about my process of actually how I actually went through and sliced up some mods because uh, it is a really important process it's something that I don't think enough people think about and you know always be looking at those secondary stats find those elite secondary stats and try to cater them towards the characters that you are using the one last thing that I want to mention is about crit damage and offense set bonuses shatteredorder.com slash mods i've got the chart there and it's basically between i think it was 16 to 17 percent up to 70 to 72 percent in between that range you're better off for the most part with offense set bonus and crit damage primary that is why i suggest that on grandmaster yoda because that is generally where your crit chance is going to land based on his low crit chance no matter what other buffs you can get him He's still probably going to be in that range. Um, characters like Resistance Trooper that basically crit all the time. Yes, you absolutely want crit damage. But the Mods 2.0 rework has significantly di diminished how good crit damage set bonus mods are. 
it has greatly increased how good offense set bonuses are. And, you know, I think for raids, those offense set bonuses have become really good. Uh, you know, you still need a few really good sets of crit damage, but I think crit, or sorry, I think offense sets have definitely become much more important. And, you know, having a couple good uh, crit chance sets is also a really good idea. It, you know, it's always good to have a wide variety of mods. But, I mean, those are things I would really focus on just because they are so good in every aspect of the game. Whether it's raid, arena, or events, or TBT-dubs, whatever. You know, offense, crit damage, uh, crit chance, those, you know, you can always kind of get an idea and calculate of how good they are relative to what you're doing. Whereas, you know, health becomes, you know, adding a thousand health, it could make a significant difference in arena, but in a raid, you might, uh, you know, just because of how long the battles are may not be as important. So, uh, those are all things to consider. And, you know, I'm kind of throwing this on you out of the middle of nowhere, Goodnight Punk, but what do you think about doing a Q&A next week? I think that sounds great. Sorry, my recording stopped again. Um, that sounds great to me, man. I love those things. So Awesome. Well, we will do a Q&A episode for 127. Uh, there will be a spot in our Discord, discord.me slash shattered order. If you're not already there, go join and... We will have a spot there where you can throw in Q&A questions and we will dive into those next week, whether it's about mods or about anything else. You know, if you heard something here that maybe I wasn't clear about or you have follow-up questions, go throw them in there and we can cover those again next week. And of course, there may be something else that comes out or, you know, whatever you want to ask us. We're an open book. Ask us whatever. Uh, so <laughs> feel free to do that. That'll be a lot of fun. And um, just don't make it about football because then we'll just talk about football instead of the podcast. Yeah. That's literally what we will do. Indeed. Uh, like I could spark up a conversation about the AAF and whether Wink watched the draft this week and then go off about that. But I'm not going to bring that up. The AAF? Yeah, the Alliance of American Football, man. Oh, man. The QB protector pick draft. You ready for... Are you ready to get destroyed? Like I didn't last week? (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. Totally. Uh, Before we do that, uh, I would like to say, holidays are coming up. There may be a chance that you don't want to listen to your uncle tell you the story about the homeless kid he helped a long time ago in Guam or something. I don't know. I'm just coming up with stuff. You, you may want to listen to something more exciting. If you want to listen to a better story than your uncle's boring story you've heard every year for the past five years, go to audibletrial.com slash shattered order and you can go get a free audiobook. Uh, link will obviously be in the show notes, but... You can go get a free 30-day trial with Audible. They will give you a free book, cancel within the first 30 days, and they won't charge you. You get to keep the free book. There are a lot of really, really great books out there. Um, Hit me up on Discord. I'd I'd be glad to recommend, you know, some. I don't know how many I've got. They're they're so good. I, I I love audiobooks. 
listen to them while driving, while working out, or whatever. It's fantastic. Uh, so many Star Wars books, too. Man, uh, so many less accidents to start it since I started using Audible instead of reading books while I drive. I right, and probably less tickets too. It's so my much insurance safer. has gone down. Audible, yep. thank you. Exactly, very very important. Um, <laughs> so yeah, make sure you go check that out, and of course, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. We'd love it if you'd go subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/shattered-order-pod. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're trying to be more active on the Twitter. Twitter.com slash shattered order. Check us out. <laughs> that sounded excited. like a question. Yeah. Twitter.com slash shattered order. Hmm. That's our Twitter. I'm Ron Burgundy. You um, should go follow it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it is time for destruction. Yes. Let's destroy things. That's my favorite time of the week. All right, well. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. Oh, it is. It's with me, that's for sure. (laughs) Uh, King Baelish, stay classy, Shattered Order. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well done. Always here. Uh, Ah, yes. We could quote quote, uh, Anchorman all night. Oh, God, I know. It's so good. Um, But as for now, it is time for... Smells like rich mahogany in here. I'm just saying. All right, so if you have the Kahoot app, please pull it out. Uh, sorry, pull your phone out and open the app on Indeed. your phone because we are doing trivia this week about territory battles. So, you know, if you uh, think you're a territory battle knowledge er, is that a word? Is that a thing? Yeah, sure. If you think you know you're a about scholar. territory battles, TB scholar. If you're a TV scholar, get ready for this because we are doing it live. All right, so your pin for trivia this week is... 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 Wow, thanks, Adobe. Is in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, there... Okay, I got Adobe to work with me. All right, here you go. Your pin is 092 seven four four two again your kahoot pin for territory battles trivia is zero nine two seven four four two so so i'm gonna give everyone a second to put that in a big shout out to teshkaran from frequent fighters who puts this together for us every week buddy you are amazing and would also like say good luck in the frequent fighters total destruction that is about to come of our good friend Mubaka's guild hot ski patrol they are battling in this territory fake news fake news fake news yes because hot ski patrol or hot ski rangers or something is the name of the guild that frequent fighters is fighting 
I missed the update. That's disappointing. Yeah. Never so mind. it might be one of their lower guilds if they have them. I don't know if they do or not, but they're not fighting Mjabaka's guild. Oh, well, that sucks. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, in in Kahoot, I, I started a new strategy a while back, and it's it's been really good. So I feel really confident about my ability to destroy you. Um, I, I started a new tactic, and I will be honest. 60% of the time, it works every time. That is why I've been doing so good in Kahoot. So, are you ready for... Question one. I'm always ready. Sorry, that's not for Maker Man. All right. First question is... It is. Come on. Let's go. All right. First question. Here we go. What is the maximum possible number of stars in Imperial Invasion? And go. All right. And the possible options are 1, 48, 85, or 45. Good night, Punk. You selected the answer of... 48. That is what I selected as well because... Imperial Invasion is the dark side territory battle, and it does have one additional territory, adding three additional stars, making it a total of 48. Here's the thing about this, and this is the only reason I knew the answer. Last week we did our, uh, our time travel, and they changed the name of the light side territory battle off of Imperial something into something else, because the dark side... Territory battle was named Imperial something. Did we talk so I knew about that, that the, last week? Because I don't, I didn't know that. This is the first time we I'm totally did. Because they changed the name of cool. Light Side Territory Battles because it used to be Imperial something, but the new one was also Imperial something. So they changed the Light Side one. Interesting. Okay, makes yeah. sense. I think it's time right. for question two. The rewards for TB are primarily. Blank. All right, here we go. Character shards, crystals, guild event tokens, or gear. Good night, punk. You selected the answer of... Guild event tokens. Though I struggled between that and crystals. <laughs> yeah, I get... The answer correct as well well it's like all of these things are tiered i don't know what makes them the primary thing i don't know oh because well, because it's not they're not like specific to territory battles you know what i mean they're not so I don't specific know why that... but you don't get more tokens anywhere else you i mean by multiple factors you get more guild event tokens from territory battles than you do anywhere else Versus like crystals, you get relatively the same amount from that or arena. Yeah. I'm just glad I picked it. Me All right, too. next question. Imperial Invasion has this, but Rebel Assault does not go. Ooh. Possible answers are P2P platoons, a special mission for ships. Uh, unique enemies in special missions or unique character shard rewards. I mean, 
Imperial Invasion has unique character shards that Im Rebel Assault does not. But the problem is Rebel Assault has unique character shards that the Imperial Invasion does not. Right, but if we only went one-sided with it, the answer could work, right? Yeah, but this is something that only one has that the other completely lacks. I know, I'm just poking holes. I got the rants correct. I, I picked too. a special mission for ships, so... That is why I selected as well. Alright. That is the correct answer. That is the correct answer. So, we're moving on to the second set of questions. Very exciting stuff. Question one, four, whatever we're on. The maximum of the waves completed screen for Rebel Assault Imperial Invasion are... Go. 124, 80, 96, 108, 116, 80, or 106, 76. Oof. Oh, crap. I feel like I should know this. Tesh gave me the answer to this one this week. Oh, crap. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Without saying the number, congratulations to Tesh this week for finally reaching the max in light side territory battles for the first time. I, got I think it, it was wrong. Tesh. Is that really what it is? I said 116 and 80. It used to be 114, but then they changed ships. That's the number I was looking for was 114. 116 was closest to 114. What? So what they were... Oh, they changed it from the three Instead of three on every ship, one. it's to one. Ooh, and if you do the maths, you subtract... How many? Five. Seven. Five times two, ten. No. Five. That math doesn't add up either. It'd be four and two, which would be eight minus 114 would drop it to 106. And then 76 on Imperial Yeah, there's only Invasion. there's only four, not five ships on Interesting. Okay. That's right. Wow, I learned something new. I had no idea. That is damn disappointing. <laughs> oh, crap. All, All right. right, next question. Intuitively, the middle zone in Phase 6 of Rebel Assault is named... Oh, here we go. Possible answers are Imperial Landing, Imperial Fleet Staging Aerial, a aerial Imperial <laughs> Fleet Staging Area, my God, Imperial Flank, or Imperial Base. Good night, Punk. What did you select? I picked Base. I picked Imperial Landing. The correct answer is Imperial Flank. Very interesting. Did not know this. Yep. It, it would be difficult to get flanked from the middle. So I see why he worded the question <laughs> the way he did. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, next question. The zone of the platoon-based bonus that affects the most zones is... Go. Oh, oh. Snowfields, ion cannon, power generator, or rebel base. 
Goodnight Punk, what did you select? Power Generator. I selected Power Generator as well, and that is the correct answer. So well done to the both of us. Thank goodness. We didn't get <laughs> that was a complete on that one. That was a complete guess, but I only guessed that one because the power generator is what the Imperial Imperials were trying to destroy yep. to take everything out. So, uh, you know, like back to the last question, how bad of a general would you have to be to get flanked from the middle? I'm sure there are. I'm they, sure there are plenty. They must not them. think very highly of the rebel generals. Apparently, uh, what is the next question? Next question is the minimum guild GP to get 45 stars in the rebel assault is dot 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 Ugh. and go. Ugh. The options are 127, 152, 110, or 165. I don't believe. Did this. you, did you guess it? Because I'm. I just have to say this: the only way that could ever happen is if you ha everyone built their teams for territory battles to go six out of six in every phase, and somehow, with 127 million GP, you had the characters to fill every freaking platoon. This makes no sense to me. This is. I think it's. This is the maths, but I think it's impossible. It would have to be very specific characters done a very yeah. specific way with a very specific limit on the number of ship galactic power because ship <laughs> yeah, galactic just... power throws a big, huge monkey wrench into the damn thing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Oh, a uh, big shout out to Fyrus who points this out in the live chat. It's not the middle. It's the right side of the ground zone. So <laughs> you could get flanked from the right side of the ground. That totally fair. Well, okay, that's that's fair. I'm less annoyed by that. Um, what is the next question? All right, next question. The reward for the special mission of bounty hunters versus wampas is and go. Hmm. Hmm. Oof. Uh, 15 get, 30 get, 9 get, or IPD shards. This la this back half of questions is really screwing me. Ooh, I like the sound of that. What'd you answer? 15. Woo! Because I thought 9 was uh, the first zone. I guess 9 get. It's crazy. All right. Well, you got it right, so we should be closer now. That's good. Moving closer. And the last question. The platoons in Phase 6 of Imperial Invasion can do which of the following? Uh, neither both enable the AAT assault or disable the rebel strafing run. I feel as though this is a trick question and I'm probably going to get it wrong. So. And you select which answer? 
I haven't selected anything. I'm still thinking because this is going to be the game because if you get it right You will have one more than me and a streak on those last two questions. Ooh, Interesting interesting. Did you already answer? I have yes. Did you get it right? I can't answer that All right, I got it wrong I did get it right. I selected Disable Rebel Strafing Run and Goodnight Punk selected? Both. Ouch. Because why the hell would you have a the last phase not do both? <laughs> well, here's here was my thoughts. I I, I could only remember the strafing run being an issue, so that's the one I selected. I probably got one. <laughs> and that ends things. Wow. Yep, you, this and you is, beat me. Virus destroyed us all again. I feel like we this happens every single week. I finished <laughs> with 6,232 points. Good night, Punk. You finished with? 5475. I should I also like point it. out that J2 Dubizzle also beat us with 7,600 points. Oh, wow. Yeah, that one has not updated on mine yet. Dang. That's a nice score. It is. Well done, guys. It is. All right. Well, um, oh, oh, Phyrus isn't finished yet. He's still going. Of course he is. That's why the red's not in there yet, I guess. The, yeah, <laughs> it's always delayed in the app, so. Uh, awesome. Well, I think that wraps well, that up was this fun. episode. Let's do that again next week. Let's do that. And, of course, next week we'll have the Q&A. And, of course, you can always go check us out. Make sure you go subscribe on iTunes. Hey, even leave us a review. We would love to, you know, see a few reviews even this week. Uh, we're probably going to give away some gift cards next week to our patrons and anyone who is subbed to us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash shattered order. Make sure you go sub, get entered to win that $30 gift card. Uh, we'll be doing that giveaway. We'll probably give away something from Blue Designs. So make sure you pay attention to our Twitter, which is twitter.com slash shattered order and pay attention to our Discord, discord.me slash shattered order. That's where we will be announcing stuff. I'll probably be getting a new video out this week, so make sure you check that out about mods. And I don't know, I may do something else if I have time. Who knows? Good night, punk. Is there anything else you want to say before you tell all of these listening punks good night? Go Ewoks. Thanks for listening. Love you all. Boomer We will Suter. see you next week. Later.